Hey, Bible, y'all. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Bible Y'all podcast for Monday, January 15th. Happy Berean Day, which it ain't. I made that up. But go with me for a minute, because the Bereans was this bunch that got a shout out in the book of Acts for being skeptical. Oh, they'd listen politely to whatever it was you was preaching at them, but then they'd go home and dig through the scriptures to see if you knew what you was talking about, which all y'all ought to be doing with old Bible Y'all Paul's crazy theories. And there's a few holidays today that illustrate just that. For example, today is National Booch Day, which celebrates kombucha, which is basically fermented Chinese tea that the hippies say cures everything from gray hair to cancer. Not that there's any evidence of that, and the holiday was invented by Kavita Beverage Company, which sells, guess what, kombucha, thus proving my theory that hippies will buy anything as long as you call it Chinese health food. Today is also Blue Monday which is the third Monday in January and theoretically the most depressing day of the year, according to British psychologist Cliff Arnall. He had a sketchy mathematical formula for it and everything. And Cliff says the only way to cure it is to book a vacation. Of course, Cliff was hired to say this by Sky Travel and later on Virgin Atlantic. So there's that. Today is also National Strawberry Ice Cream Day, brought to you by the International Dairy Foods Association and National Bagel Day which nobody knows who started, but the name Lenders did keep popping up in the propaganda. Now, I ain't got a thing in the world against any of this stuff, nor the slick guerrilla marketing these companies managed to pull off. I just think that us gullible Christians would do well to remember that not everybody who smiles at you is your friend. Maybe they just selling something, internet preachers included. That's why Jesus said to cultivate discernment and be wise as serpents, but gentle as doves. Our reading for today is Genesis 31:17 through 32:12, Matthew 10:24 through 11:6, Psalm 13:1 through 6, and Proverbs 3:16 through 18. So if y'all are ready, I was just at the hippie health food store today, and some nut threw a whole gallon jug of cod liver oil at me. Fortunately, I only suffered superficial oil injuries. Hey, they can't all be winners, y'all. But before we get to the reading, let's me and the squad do a review of yesterday's study. Okay, so yesterday, on the 14th, in the Old Testament, we read Genesis 30, verse 1 through 31, 16. And Jacob and Leah and Rachel are all settled down, and Jake's working for his father-in-law. And Leah has four kids, but it turns out Rachel can't have any. And this causes some strife in the family. Rachel's envious of Leah for her kids and mad at Jake for not giving her any. And Jake's mad at her right back because he ain't in charge of who gets pregnant. Far as he's concerned, he's doing his part. But having babies is a real important thing for wives back then. Because big families survive. Small ones, not so much. So Rachel tells Jake to go make some babies for with her servant Bilhah. Just like Sarah did with Hagar. And he does. And Bilhah has two sons. And I'm not going to get into all the kids' names and their meanings, but dig there on your own because there's treasure. Anyway, not to be outdone by her bratty little sister, Leah gives her handmaid Zilpah to Jacob and says, give me more kids. And Zilpah has two more. Now, fellas, I can understand how at this point y'all might be thinking that Jacob's won the lottery, bouncing around with all these women. But trust me, you couldn't pay me to trade places with Jacob. And it'd take a few of you to make me do it. Jake is not living the dream. (laughs) First of all, 
And you young fellas, listen up. Learn this now. If you got a problem with your woman, the last thing you want to do is get another woman. Now your problems don't double, they multiply exponentially. (laughs) That's just a rule of thumb. And Jake's out there working from dark to dark, farming and sheep herding in the dust and the heat, trying to keep the livestock and his family alive, fighting off lions and bears and Philistines, and getting picked on by his father-in-law and his sons. And he comes home to four, count them, four unhappy women who don't get along with each other and all of them mad at him for underperforming. (laughs) And you can make the argument that Jacob deserves everything he gets for all that stuff he pulled on his brother and for agreeing to this mess in the first place. But that don't make it better. And all this sounds wild to our modern thinking, but just remember, back then there was a lot more at stake than today. Children were way more valuable than they are now. At least in Jewish culture they were. And being a parent was tied up more closely with self-worth. Even the Moloch worshippers who sacrificed their children, even they didn't kill all of them. So where were we? Oh, yeah. One day, Leah's firstborn son, Reuben, was out in the field and found some mandrakes and takes them to his mom. And mandrakes are a plant with this weird root that sometimes looks like people. And they're not really food, they're medicine. They're hallucinogenic and narcotic. And they used them to treat pain and depression. And they can even put you under enough for surgery. And Rachel hears about it and tries to get some of them mandrakes off of Leah. And verse 15 says, And she said unto her, Is it a small matter that thou hast taken my husband? And wouldest thou take away my son's mandrakes also? And Rachel said, Therefore he shall lie with thee tonight for thy son's mandrakes. And Jacob came out of the field in the evening, and Leah went out to meet him, and said, Thou must come in unto me, for surely I have hired thee with my son's mandrakes. And he lay with her that night. So this whole weird family dynamic sounds like all different kinds of crazy. But like I'm always saying, most people get what they ask for. But Leah conceived, and she had a fifth son, and a sixth, and then a daughter. And then Rachel prayed, and God heard her, and she started having kids. And I've lost count by now. I think we're up to 11. And there's going to be 12 boys in all, which are the 12 tribes of Israel. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. About this time, Jake feels like he's worked for Laban long enough and tells him, buy me out so I can go back to my own home and my family. And Laban don't want him to go. He knows that God's with Jacob. And long as he stays, he's with Laban too. And Jake's like, look, I made you rich. It's time for me to start providing for my own wives and kids. And he's right, it is. So Laban says, well, what do you want? And never say that to somebody who's literally named Scheming Heel Catcher. (laughs) Jake says, how about I work for you a little longer, and I'll take all the cattle that are speckled and spotted, and you get all the prime animals that are all one color. So Laban's like, deal. And verse 35 says, And he removed that day the he-goats that were ring-straked and spotted, and all the she-goats that were speckled and spotted, and every one that had some white in it, and all the brown among the sheep, and gave them into the hand of his sons. Laban gave them to his own sons to take care of. And scoffers love this next part. Verse 37 says, And Jacob took him rods of green poplar, and of the hazel and chestnut tree, and pilled white strakes in them, and made the white appear which was in the rods. And he set the rods which he had pilled before the flocks in the gutters in the watering troughs, when the flocks came to drink, that they should conceive when they came to drink. And the flocks conceived before the rods, and brought forth cattle ring-straked, speckled, and spotted. But Bible y'all Paul, you ask, how does sheep looking at peeled bark cause them to have striped offspring? And the answer is, it doesn't. That ain't got nothing to do with it. What's going on is 
The plants that he used have medicinal qualities, like a lot of medicinal qualities, like better reproductive rates and urogenital and gastrointestinal aids, which he accessed by peeling the bark and steeping them in the sheep's water trough. Now what Laban thought was, if I just keep the spotted animals separate, then I'll keep getting the highly prized solid color animals and Jake will leave with a handful of crummy speckled cattle. But he didn't understand that the speckled cattle came from the same herd. The genetic information was already there. Also, Jacob kept these flocks for 21 years. He knew which sheep produced which kind of offspring. I mean, he knew which ones were smarter and which ones liked the cool weather. And that one over there has a spot on her driver's side rear hoof that bothers her after it rains and pretty much everything there was to know about them sheep. So all he had to do was use these herbs to juice up the right ones and increase their birth rate and boom, higher percentage of speckled sheep. And according to one article I read, today in modern Israel, they're experimenting with this technique to see what kind of animals they can produce. And in chapter 31, Jake's going to talk about how this came to him in a dream. So God was involved with this too. But anyway, Jake's flocks grow and Laban gets mad. He thought he was going to put one over on Jacob again like he did with Leah, but scheming heel catcher got him. So does this bunch put the fun in dysfunctional or what? Anyway, chapter 31, God talks to Jacob and says, look, fun's fun, but it's time for you to go. Laban's going to kill you if you stick around much longer. And I got plans for you that don't involve you being here. So he calls Rachel and Leah out into the field where no one will hear them and says, y'all know I've been straight with your dad for 21 years, yet he's changed my wages and cheated me 10 times. But God suffered him not to hurt me. If he said the speckled shall be thy wages, then all the cattle bear speckled. And if he said the ring straight shall be thy hire, then bear all the cattle ring straight. And God told him in a dream how to make that happen. But now it's time for all of us to go back to my place. And the girls are like, yeah, he did us that way too. Are we not counted of him strangers? For he hath sold us and hath quite devoured also our money. For all the riches which God hath taken from our father, that is ours and our children's. Now then, whatsoever God hath said unto thee, do. And that's as far as we read. So after 21 years, the devious Jacob put up with Laban and had nothing of his own. He would have left empty-handed pretty much with his women and children had Laban not talked him into staying. You get what you asked for. And in the New Testament, we read Matthew 10, 1-23. And Jesus had been going around healing people and stuff, and now he calls his disciples together, the core group of 12 anyway. And Matthew lists them all in that chapter. And Jesus gave them power against unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. And he sends them out among the Jews only, not the Gentiles or the Samaritans, because deliverance starts at home. And he said to preach that the kingdom of heaven is at hand and heal the sick and cast out devils. He says, don't take anything with you, not even shoes. And the gospel of Mark says he tells them they can wear sandals, but not like work boots or anything substantial. And he tells them to go to anybody that will receive you in faith, basically. And whosoever shall not receive you nor hear your words, when you depart out of that house or city, shake off the dust of your feet. Don't try to forcibly convert anybody. Just leave them to it. Don't even take their dirt with you. (laughs) And verse 16 says, Behold, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. Be ye therefore wise as serpents and harmless as doves. And in my experience, most modern Christians are the opposite of all of that. And he tells them they're going to get in a lot of trouble with the religious people, but don't worry. Take no thought how or what ye shall speak, 
for it shall be given you in that same hour. For it is not ye that speak, but the Spirit of your Father which speaketh in you. Verse 23, But when they persecute you in this city, flee ye to another city. For verily I say unto you, ye shall not have gone over the cities of Israel till the Son of Man be come. Well, what do you mean, be come? You're already come. You're standing right here talking to me. He must be talking about his second coming. And that's where we stopped reading that one. So Jesus authorized the twelve to preach and demonstrate that the kingdom of heaven was close. They were directed to heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils, and do this freely as they went. And in Psalms, we read Psalm 12, 1-8. And that's a Psalm of David. He's asking God to save him from the wicked, which is a theme with David. And he's true to his pattern. He starts out by asking for what he wants, then expresses faith that God can handle it, and then ends by praising God. And that's a good pattern to follow in everybody's prayer. Yeah, and I just want to point out that the wicked strut about everywhere when vileness is held in general esteem. Evil's not hypocritical. It's committed to that which deals, kills, and destroys. So wickedness can be found anywhere on any side of the fence. And in Proverbs, we read Proverbs three thirteen through 15 which says, Happy is the man that findeth wisdom, and the man that getteth understanding. And I'm not going to read the whole thing, but he compares wisdom and understanding to gold and silver and precious rubies. And basically, he's saying, whatever it is that you thought you wanted, it's so much better to be smart. So work on that. And I want to read the first part of verse 13 from the Amplified Bible. Happy, blessed, considered fortunate, to be admired is the man who finds skillful and godly wisdom. I mean, nothing compares with wisdom, skillful and godly wisdom, but we have to seek her. But that's the end of our review of yesterday's study. Thanks for your help, babe. Our reading in the Old Testament for January 15th is Genesis 31, 17 through 32, 12. Then Jacob rose up and set his sons and his wives upon camels. And he carried away all his cattle and all his goods which he had gotten, the cattle of his getting, which he had gotten in Padanaram, for to go to Isaac his father in the land of Canaan. And Laban went to shear his sheep, and Rachel had stolen the images that were her father's. And Jacob stole away unawares to Laban the Syrian, in that he told him not that he fled. So he fled with all that he had, and he rose up and passed over the river and set his face toward the Mount Gilead. And it was told Laban on the third day that Jacob was fled. And he took his brethren with him, and pursued after him seven days' journey. And they overtook him in the Mount Gilead. And God came to Laban the Syrian in a dream by night, and said unto him, Take heed that thou speak not to Jacob either good or bad. Then Laban overtook Jacob. Now Jacob had pitched his tent in the mount, and Laban with his brethren pitched in the Mount of Gilead. And Laban said to Jacob, What hast thou done, that thou hast stolen away unawares to me? and carried away my daughters, as captives taken with the sword. Wherefore didst thou flee away secretly, and steal away from me? And didst not tell me that I might have sent thee away with mirth, and with songs, with tabaret, and with harp? And hast not suffered me to kiss my sons and my daughters? Thou hast now done foolishly in so doing. It is in the power of my hand to do you hurt. But the God of your father spake unto me yesternight, saying, Take thou heed that thou speak not to Jacob, either good or bad. And now... Though thou wouldest needs be gone, because thou sore longest after thy father's house, yet wherefore hast thou stolen my gods? And Jacob answered and said to Laban, Because I was afraid, 
For I said, Peradventure, thou wouldest take by force thy daughters from me. With whomsoever thou findest thy gods, let him not live. Before our brethren discern thou what is thine with me, and take it to thee. For Jacob knew not that Rachel had stolen them. And Laban went into Jacob's tent, and into Leah's tent, and into the two maidservants' tent. But he found them not. Then he went out of Leah's tent, and entered into Rachel's tent. Now Rachel had taken the images, and put them in the camel's furniture, and sat upon them. And Laban searched all the tent, but found them not. And she said to her father, Let it not displease my lord, that I cannot rise up before me, for the custom of women is upon me. And he searched, but found not the images. And Jacob was wroth, and chode with Laban. And Jacob answered and said to Laban, What is my trespass? What is my sin that thou hast so hotly pursued after me? Whereas thou hast searched all my stuff, what hast thou found of all thy household stuff? Set it here before my brethren and thy brethren, that they may judge betwixt us both. This twenty years have I been with thee. Thy ewes and thy she-goats have not cast their young, and the rams of thy flock have I not eaten. That which was torn of beasts I brought not unto thee. I bear the loss of it. Of my hand didst thou require it, whether stolen by day or stolen by night. Thus I was, in the day the drought consumed me, and the frost by night, and my sleep departed from mine eyes. Thus have I been twenty years in thy house. I served thee fourteen years for thy two daughters, and six years for thy cattle, and thou hast changed my wages ten times. Except the God of my father, the God of Abraham, and the fear of Isaac had been with me, surely thou hadst sent me away now empty. God hath seen my affliction and the labor of my hands, and rebuked thee yesternight. And Laban answered and said unto Jacob, These daughters are my daughters, and these children are my children, and these cattle are my cattle, and all that thou seest is mine. And what can I do this day unto these my daughters, or unto their children which they have borne? Now therefore come thou, and let us make a covenant, I and thou, and let it be for a witness between me and thee. And Jacob took a stone, and set it up for a pillar. And Jacob said unto his brethren, Gather stones. And they took stones and made an heap. And they did eat there upon the heap. And Laban called it Jagar Sadutha. But Jacob called it Galid. And Laban said, This heap is a witness between me and thee this day. Therefore was the name of it called Galid, and Mizpah. For he said, The Lord watch between me and thee when we are absent one from another. If thou shalt afflict my daughters, or if thou shalt take other wives beside my daughters, no man is with us. See, God is witness betwixt me and thee. And Laban said to Jacob, Behold this heap, and behold this pillar which I have cast betwixt me and thee. This heap be witness, and this pillar be witness, that I will not pass over this heap to thee, and that thou shalt not pass over this heap and this pillar unto me for harm. The God of Abraham and the God of Nahor, the God of their father, judge betwixt us. And Jacob swear by the fear of his father Isaac. Then Jacob offered sacrifice upon the mount, and called his brethren to eat bread. And they did eat bread, and tarried all night in the mount. And early in the morning Laban rose up, and kissed his sons and his daughters, and blessed them. And Laban departed, and returned unto his place. Chapter 32 And Jacob went on his way, and the angels of God met him. And when Jacob saw them, he said, This is God's host. And he called the name of that place Mahanaim. And Jacob sent messengers before him to Esau his brother unto the land of Seir, the country of Edom. And he commanded them, saying, Thus shall ye speak unto my lord Esau. Thy servant Jacob saith thus, I have sojourned with Laban, and stayed there until now. And I have oxen and asses, flocks, and men servants and women servants. And I have sent to tell my Lord, that I may find grace in thy sight. And the messengers returned to Jacob, saying, We came to thy brother Esau, and also he cometh to meet thee, and four hundred men with him. 
Then Jacob was greatly afraid and distressed, and he divided the people that was with him, and the flocks, and herds, and the camels, into two bands, and said, If Esau come to the one company and smite it, then the other company which is left shall escape. And Jacob said, O God of my father Abraham, and God of my father Isaac, the Lord which saidst unto me, Return unto thy country, and to thy kindred, and I will deal well with thee. I am not worthy of the least of all the mercies, and of all the truth which thou hast shewed unto thy servant. For with my staff I passed over this Jordan, and now I am become two bands. Deliver me, I pray thee, from the hand of my brother, from the hand of Esau. For I fear him, lest he will come and smite me, and the mother with the children. And thou saidst, I will surely do thee good, and make thy seed as the sand of the sea, which cannot be numbered for multitude. Our reading in the New Testament for January 15th is Matthew 10.24-11.6. through 11, 6. The disciple is not above his master, nor the servant above his Lord. It is enough for the disciple that he be as his master, and the servant as his Lord. If they have called the master of the house Beelzebub, how much more shall they call them of his household? Fear them not, therefore, for there is nothing covered that shall not be revealed, and hid that shall not be known. What I tell you in darkness, that speak ye in light, and what ye hear in the ear, that preach ye upon the housetops. And fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Are not two sparrows sold for a farthing? And one of them shall not fall on the ground without your father. But the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear ye not, therefore, ye are of more value than many sparrows. Whosoever, therefore, shall confess me before men, him will I confess also before my Father which is in heaven. But whosoever shall deny me before men, him will I also deny before my Father which is in heaven. Think not that I am come to send peace on earth. I came not to send peace, but a sword. For I am come to set a man at variance against his father, and the daughter against her mother, and the daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And a man's foes shall be they of his own household. He that loveth father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he that loveth son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And he that taketh not his cross and followeth after me is not worthy of me. He that findeth his life shall lose it. And he that loseth his life for my sake shall find it. He that receiveth you receiveth me. And he that receiveth me receiveth him that sent me. He that receiveth a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. And he that receiveth a righteous man in the name of a righteous man shall receive a righteous man's reward. And whosoever shall give drink unto one of these little ones, a cup of cold water only in the name of a disciple, verily I say unto you, he shall in no wise lose his reward. Chapter 11 And it came to pass, when Jesus had made an end of commanding his twelve disciples, he departed thence to teach and preach in their cities. Now when John had heard in the prison the works of Christ, he sent two of his disciples, and said unto him, Art thou he that should come, or do we look for another? Jesus answered and said unto them, Go and shew John again those things which ye do hear and see. The blind receive their sight, and the lame walk. The lepers are cleansed, and the deaf hear. The dead are raised up, and the poor have the gospel preached to them. And blessed is he, whosoever shall not be offended in me. Our reading in Psalms for January 15th is Psalm 13, 1-6. To the chief musician, a psalm of David. How long wilt thou forget me, O Lord? Forever? How long wilt thou hide thy face from me? How long shall I take counsel in my soul, having sorrow in my heart daily? How long shall mine enemy be exalted over me? Consider and hear me, O Lord my God. Lighten mine eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death, 
lest mine enemies say, I have prevailed against him. And those that trouble me rejoice when I am moved. But I have trusted in thy mercy. My heart shall rejoice in thy salvation. I will sing unto the Lord, because he hath dealt bountifully with me. And our reading in Proverbs for January 15th is Proverbs 3, 16-18. Length of days is in her right hand, and in her left hand riches and honor. Her ways are ways of pleasantness, and all her paths are peace. She is a tree of life to them that lay hold upon her, and happy is every one that retaineth her. And that's got it for the 15th. All right, y'all, let's do our 30-second meditation. I thought we'd spend a week on hope. So today's prayer is about Mark 5:36, which says, As soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he saith unto the ruler of the synagogue, Be not afraid, only believe. And that ought to be a go-to verse for all of us this year. So hit the 30-second back button on your podcast player a couple times and meditate with me for a little while on boldness in the face of the world, because prayer is the heavy artillery in the armor of God. So if you're ready, let's go. Father God, when the ruler of the synagogue came to Jesus about his daughter, he came in faith, for he knew that your son holds dominion over all things, including death and hell. Neither do we have any reason to fear, for even though things may look bleak, the most that worldly people can do is kill the body. They cannot kill the soul, send us to hell, or force us to compromise. Lord, whatever happens in the future, give us strength to endure and boldness to preach your name in the face of it. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, that's all the Bible yawlin' I got for you tonight. Thank you, Father, for letting us study your word and for the gift of salvation through your Son, Jesus Christ. Please bless and keep everybody that's listening and let this podcast be helpful to them in some kind of way. Amen. You can find us on Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon, Google CastBox, and Facebook. If you like Bible Y'all and you want to support it, best thing y'all can do is to pray for me and Bible Y'all Squall and all our friends and family. And if you got any prayer requests, email them to BibleYallPodcast at gmail.com. Otherwise, just go on out and try to make the world a better place. And if you ain't going to make things any better, just try not to make them any worse. Thanks, everybody, and God bless y'all. Hey, Bible, y'all. And all of them mad at him for underperforming. (laughs) Poor Jacob. (laughs) (laughs) Never thought I'd feel sorry for Jacob. (laughs) Oh, I feel bad for Jacob. (laughs) Jacob's got it rough.